Pensacola expert panel. I'm Dan Casey. You're on the garden line with Mike Wiggins. You can text any questions or comments that you have. 850-437-1620. How are you, Mike? Well, trick or treat. I know, trick right? Trick or treat tonight. Oh, are you ready? Are blustery. You ready? Oh, oh, yeah. It's going to be, it's, it's really going to get cool. And of course, with the summer we had, you when we go down to the 40s, it's going to feel like you're in Alaska. You know, we're, we're, have to, we're all going to scramble to get our sweaters I'm out. I'm the only jackets. one who likes this. No, so yeah. oh, no, this is fine. This is fine for a while. Um, but I still prefer spring, summer, and fall. I'm not a, a winter guy. It goes back to way back in the day. Um, I, I did live for a couple of years in Chicago, and I could not wait to leave not that no and i love chicago here's the deal it's a great one of the greatest cities in america it's wonderful great sports just so much to do there but it was so cold i said i gotta get back to pensacola and you know here i am it's good it's good to good to be here and we're glad you're here oh oh well thank you very much um, are you ready for trade you got candy um you got a lot of kids coming to your house no i'll be working yeah Oh, you're going to be working. Yes. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, I'll be at Chick-fil-A yeah. at the airport. Oh, Trick-or-treating okay. with those kids. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's, that should be fun. Oh. Yeah, we normally have a lot of kids. A lot I, of kids. It's so, so I'm much ready. fun. Oh, oh, it is. They're so cute. So many of them. Did Some, you get the good candy, Mike? Well, I, I, it's funny. I always buy. A, I, last year, I almost ran out. So this year, I've got plenty of candy. But I always buy the candy that I like, just in case I have some left over. It messes up my diet for weeks. But um, no, I, I buy candy that I like. A few Snickers and Kit Kats and right, M&Ms and that type of stuff. That's the good stuff, long oh. as it's not little butterscotch or peppermint balls. Why? Because, we, you know, when I was little, that's what the sweet old, old, old people would give you. And you just look so, thank you. <laughs> you know, you, did, you could not not say thank you, but I was just like, Thank you. Yeah. You know, I just, no, the good stuff has to have chocolate. Yeah. Or, or what are those little fruity thing Skittles? Are those still Skittles? A, are yeah. those still a thing? Not bad. Skittles aren't bad. I don't like them, but the kids yeah. like them. Oh, I like them. I like them too. Anyway, it'll be, it'll be fun tonight, um, which, which takes us to one of our, we, we're going to sound like a broken record here about watering because it is dry. I noticed um, coming into the studio, it looks, um, to the north, it had a nice big black cloud. I said, oh, we're going to get a little bit of rain. And, of course, the forecaster said about 10%. I don't think we're going to get any rain. If, if it is any, it's going to be a sprinkler or two. But it is dry. It is drought conditions in your yard. And with this wind, I mean, we had a lot of wind in the last you know, 24 hours, and we're going to have some more. Um, it dries things out so quick. So you've got to water the yard. And last week we talked about this. We talked about it the week before and the week before. But um, we've got to protect our investment. We've got to keep things watered. So um, as we all talked about last week, um, people might say, well, Mike, what do you recommend? Well, I always like in normal times, you know, three times a week, 30 minutes for every zone or every area of your yard. 
Um, I would certainly jump it to four times a week, if not four times a week, at least three times a week, and jump it from 30 minutes to 45 minutes at least, and and, and do the best you can. It's I know it's getting cool. The grass isn't growing um, as fast as it was. We aren't having to mow once a week, but the roots are still growing, and we've got to get that water water on there. Now, some logical advice, <laughs> really like Mike, is, um, makes sense. No watering at night, but you can't water your yard with your sprinkler system tonight. Why is that, Jan? Why can't you water tonight? Because you have little children. You'll be watering the trick-or-treaters. That's yes. right. You don't want to do and that. And they may slip and fall, so not, let's not no, do no, that. No, no, no. We don't want to water the trick-or-treaters. I think they would. I think they would be a little bit upset with you if they got to your house and your sprinkler system was going. So, so probably not the thing to do. But in any event, um, it is dry, and um, of course your container plants are going to dry out faster. They're subject to um, the, the wind; they dry out much faster. And if you look at a potted plant, and the soil looks like it's sort of um, leaving the side of the pot. There's a little gap there that really should tell you that that plant has got to be watered. Mm-hmm. And while we're talking about plants and that type of thing, um, time to kind of move those tropical plants that you've got outside. Maybe not inside quite yet, um, unless you live way up north, because you might. There's there was a freeze warning kind of in southern Alabama. We're not going to freeze in Pensacola, but we may be down into the 40s. So kind of start moving those plants in. Let them get acclimated to a little less sunlight. And so when we do really get to the freeze or the frost, mm-hmm. um, you can move them inside the house and leave them there for the winter and um, try to keep them alive so you can enjoy them next spring. So that, that's kind of what we need to do insofar as house plants and watering and that type of thing. This, this one is a little bit way off topic, but I, I knew if I didn't mention it up front, that um, I'd forget about it. In the fall and spring, we always use the oil spray. Our grandparents used it. It's an, it. They used to use what they call, it was an ortho product called Volk oil, and they would mix it up and spray their basic shrubby, like ligustrum and clear japonica and azaleas and camellias, that type of thing. Um, and it controls scale. Scale is an insect that gets on the leaf and it, it's a little white speck. If you turn the leaf over on the back, um, sago palms have it. That's really obvious to see it. But you turn the leaf over, and it just looks like snow on the back mm-hmm. of a leaf. Well, that's an insect that is piercing that leaf, and it pierces the leaf. And when it pierces the leaf, a uh, um, liquid called honeydew is comes out of the leaf and form, and stays on the leaf, and it turns black. And that's called black sooty mold. And with if you have a plant... That's gone. That's that's been affected by the insect and had the honeydew. It's got the black sooty mold that keeps the sun from getting to that plant. So you want to get rid of the scale. Well, oil spray, ultra fine oil, is what you want to use. And the reason I bring it up today is, as we've talked all summer and really last spring and fall, we've said it's too hot. It's too hot. It's too hot. You don't want to do it quite yet. Um, because there are some temperature parameters you've got to pay attention to. Well, now we're saying it's too cold, it's too cold, mm-hmm. it's too cold. Um, I would not use ultra-fine oil if it was 40. I think you're fine in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and probably low 80s. But um, if it looks like it's really going to be cold, 
I would hold off. But it is something I would do um, probably in the month of November if you get a chance because it really will take care of that scale. What it does, um, it's totally organic. I mean, it's an, it's an oil-type mixture. It will get on that scale and smother it, and that's then it takes care of it mm-hmm. so you don't have the problem anymore. So that just, I just wanted to mention that because a lot of people do that in, in the fall and in the spring. And um, like I say, our grandparents um, used to do it. It was a, really a rite of spring. Everybody would get an oil spray. There were companies that all they did was drive around town spraying Volk oil on people's plants. Nowadays, a lot of your, I say a lot of, probably most of your lawn service, people like Lawn Master, for mm-hmm. example, will um, have a shrub care program in the spring and the fall where they not only spray the oil, but they'll fertilize it also at the same time. So um, folks like, like like I say, like Lawnmaster, who are, are really great people, and there are a lot of other companies out there that are good, um, will do that. You might want to check on that if you, by chance, don't don't want to do it yourself. <laughs> that's that's the deal. So um, that's ultra-fine oil in the spring and fall, but hold off in the 40s. Can you see that insect? I always oh, find oh it yeah. fascinating. Oh, no. oh yeah, but oh yeah, it's 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 there. It's just white. It's it's not as big as a dime by any stretch of the imagination. It's about oh maybe a fifth of that. It's it looks like um just a speck, kind of like the like as big as the period at the end of a sentence. Okay. In a book, that's kind of how big they are. But yes, they 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 cover the back of a leaf. And if you have a sago palm that's got it, it really looks like it has snowed on it. It really does. It looks like snow, but it's really that insect that's piercing that leaf. So spray it with ultrafine. That oil. is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. It's news radio. You should have majored in biology. I, I I just I find it very fascinating. It's there. Um, news radio ninety two three is Pensacola expert panel the garden line with Mike Wiggins eight five zero four three seven. One six, I, my mind just went blank. Where is it? Okay. Uh, 850-437-1620. And we'll be back right after this. Very good. Attention hunters. It's time to get better results for your food plots. And Barnes Feed Store has what you need to help make your hunting season a success. If you have soil sample results, bring it in and they'll point you in the right direction. Get your bags of pre-mixed seeds or single seeds, deer protein, rice bran, deer candy, and your headquarters for Pennington Rackmaster. Get your food plots right this year. Get over to Barnes Feed Store, a proud Pensacola tradition for over 65 years in Ensland, Old Palafox, and in Molino on Highway 29. Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. Pensacola Opera is presenting a Pensacola adaptation of Mozart's Così Fan Tutte on November 3rd and 5th at the Ashmore Auditorium. And get out your good boots for songs down south from opera to Opry, a southern music and food festival featuring a full dinner, southern crafted cocktails, wine and beer, and a genre-bending concert on November 9th. All part of this year's Fufu Festival. Get out and enjoy the fall fresh air with Fufu Fest and these Pensacola Opera performances. Learn more at PensacolaOpera.com. 
Here are the News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 contest rules. You can win one prize per household per contest in any 30-day period, unless specified by individual contest rules. All prizes on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 are non-transferable, non-redeemable for cash, or exchangeable for any other prize. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 prizes must be redeemed within a 30-day period of winning. For a complete list of rules, visit NewsRadio923.com. Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings before pep talk on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. News Radio 923. It's the Pensacola <laughs> Expert Panel. And uh, just talking with Mike Wiggins, the Garden Line, he's here today, 850-437-1620. We're just talking all things weather and bugs. Trick or treat, too. <laughs> Trick or Trick treat. treat. And yeah, uh, you, when we were just saying, you know, things fascinate me now that I had no interest in when I was younger, but the older I get, I'm just so curious about everything that God has created. And it is just. Well, you have obviously done some research. So, a, I have. a real quick comment here that I thought was interesting. I read an article the other day that said, Where did the love bugs go? He said, in Pensacola, we really haven't had the love bugs we normally get in season. You know, usually they get all over. September, April, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the experts don't know either. So what they've done, they've said it's either been too wet, too dry, um, or it's been too hot. And that's where they've gone. He said, because they have not been around as they normally are. So if any of our listeners have any theories about what is going on with the love bugs and maybe it's just me maybe i've just didn't have them like as bad as i've had them before um and maybe you have or whatever let me let's hear from you that would be fun to to see what people say if they've seen the love bugs around what do they do they just die off and don't come back well that's just well like i said this little article i read the experts were you know just Trying to decide what where they were, but it's the bottom line was they had no idea either. <laughs> climate change. You know, nowadays we can blame it on climate change. Okay. There you Nobody go. Getting, knows. Getting, getting warmer. Getting warmer. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jan. Here's here's a little history for you. Um, when um, Juan Ponce de Leon landed on the eastern shore of Florida in 1513, he noticed it was just an amazing wealth of wildflowers. So he named the state where he landed the Land of the Flowers, which is the translation for? Florida. Florida. Exactly. Exactly. Um, habitats for wildflowers, um, they can change. And I think this is an exaggeration, but I read this somewhere. They can change if, insofar as the topography is concerned. It can be an inch higher somewhere and somewhere else, and it can change which wildflowers you're going to have. So I, I got a little list here, and I'll be quite frank with you. I'm not sure I'm familiar with all of these. I'm not sure I'm familiar with any of these. You ready? St. John's wart. Um, that's a good one. Um, many daisies. Many daisies. Goldenrod, sunflowers, um, blazing star, which is Leatris. We kind of know that one. Um, false rosemary, um, red basil. And scarlet catamint, that's 
the red basil. Has brilliant red flowers. You you can really see it when it's in a natural area and the background is forest or even sand dunes. You'll notice it's a brilliant red flower. And as it gets into the season in the fall, you get a lot of red flowers um, on that plant. It's very hard to to not to not see. So in Florida, that's just that's just a few. Um, and here's a great definition of wildflowers. You ready? Wild, and I'll, I'll give it to you in two sentences. Wildflower is a flower that grows in the wild. Oh, my goodness. I read that, I read that and I said, you know. <laughs> Whoa. That's kind of obvious. But, but you've got to read the rest of the sentence. Wildflower is a flower that grows in the wild, not intentionally seeded or planted. So it's just there. It's just there. And here was a theory about wildflowers um, that they save you money. And I, I kind of read on. I said, "Why? In the, how in the world could wildflowers save you money? Well, it seems that a big stand of wildflowers is a habitat for insects that may otherwise attack your landscaping. So you don't have to buy chemicals to control the insects because the wildflowers are controlling your insects. Now, if that's not a reach, I don't know what is. <laughs> but that, that, but it's kind of, it's kind of a, it was kind of an interesting, interesting statement. Over the years, obviously, um, on our interstates and on median strips and on the side of the roads, you, you really do see a lot of beautiful wildflowers in the fall. And a lot of people say, well, how can I grow them? Well, I, I kind of looked it up because I knew there were some companies that um, sold wildflowers, American Meadows. Um, you might want to Google American okay. Meadows. It seems they had a wildflower mixture for the southeast, and they had 26 varieties of wildflowers. And, of course, if you've got a natural area and you wanted to sow it with wildflowers, that would be fun to do. Um, to plant them, um, you would want to obviously um, rake the area really good. I don't think you've got to till it up, but rake it really good so you've got a lot of bare dirt and sow your wildflowers. And wildflowers or probably a very small seed, you might want to do like centipede seed, mix it with a little bit of builder's sand so you have some bulk there, and then put a little get a hand seeder and go ahead and seed it, rake it in, and quite frankly, I'd leave the rest of Mother Nature. And then you might have a nice stand of wildflowers in your yard. Or in that, that would be my, my thing for sure. No maintenance. Exactly. Just now, do I, it. And uh, I did, I, I Googled it. Mike, American Meadows wildflowers, and they are very affordable, and they are so beautiful. Yeah, now They're you don't you don't want to you don't want to make this your front yard landscaping no. because no. it's all subject to the weather and it's going to be seasonal and that type of thing. But um, it's 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 kind of fun, and you know, Ponce de Leon he and he. Admired them, and so maybe we should too. What can I say? Oh, I think they're beautiful, y'all. You have to look this up. It's American Meadows wildflowers, and they actually have a fall. It's not series. It's what? What do you call it? It's like they have fall ones that yeah, grow season, seasonal, seasonal, yeah, seasonal seed. Yes, absolutely. So Very they good. have those as well. Eight five zero four three seven one six two zero. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. I'm Jan Casey, Pensacola Expert Panel. We're going to be back. Right after this.
Hi, I'm Mansfield Coe from Pensacola Hardware. We are your best local and regional resource for industrial construction and hardware supplies. Daily, we meet the needs of Pensacola's construction companies, providing superb knowledge and co-compliant products. We specialize in concrete and masonry tools, fall protection products, and tools and supplies for the HVAC, mechanical plumbing, electrical, and glass trades. Give us the opportunity to show you why we are Pensacola's oldest and best hardware and construction supply company. Pensacola Hardware, 20 East Gregory Street, downtown. News Radio 92.3 reminds you that hurricane season is underway. Forecasters are predicting another above-normal year for storms. And the generator guys are your local generator provider. Are you prepared? Don't be caught without power for days or even weeks. When the storm hits, you should be one week ready. And the News Radio 92.3 crew will be live and local with storm coverage on your radio, on your phone, and online. News Radio 92.3 and the generator guys are there for you. This fall in Pensacola, Florida, celebrate 10 years of FUFU. This year promises to be bigger, funner, and, well, artier. Engaging art installations, livelier music, more amazing cuisine, and a vibrant culture that's contagious. Discover it all this fall. Come celebrate 10 years of FUFU Fest, November 2nd through the 13th in Pensacola, Florida. Start planning at FUFUFest.com. It's the final Fans on the Beach of the 2023 season, presented by the Santa Rosa Island Authority. This week at 7 at the Gulfside Pavilion, you don't want to miss Not Quite Bad. Step back in time to a Beatles concert with the hair, the outfits, and the entire Beatles experience. With Not Quite Fab, bust out your best costumes too because it's Halloween. Don't miss Fans on the Beach, the final performance of the season with Not Quite Fab this Tuesday night at 7. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola today and stay informed about what's happening in your community. We're here to keep you connected. News Radio Pensacola, informative, local, dependable. You're listening to Pep Talk on News Radio Pensacola. Text in the show at 850-437-1620. News Radio 92.3 is the Pensacola expert panel. I'm Jan Casey and it's God Line with Mike Wiggins, 850-437-1620. We've been talking about love bugs. We've touched on wildflowers. And we've got some text, Mike. What, what did the text say about now, the wildflowers? Well, one person uh, texts, if you intentionally plant wildflowers, are they still wild? Which I think is a great question. You know, I mean, we'll say one thing about the people that text us. <laughs> they are so smart. They are. <laughs> they are so they smart are. and clever and make you think. That's a great question. So the answer I have for that is, I've got to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you're right. So um, it's probably not a wildflower anymore. It's just a, a pretty flower on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But th- thank you for that. That is a cool text. Thank you very much. And also, we got another one. When yeah. do I need to bring in my cr- Christmas cactus? Oh, I think the Christmas cactus, yes. You stay out for a while. I think I'd bring I'd bring it in. I um, keep one in a pot, and I, I bring it in when we look like we're going to go into the um, – let's say the mid to high thirties. Otherwise I think you'll be okay. okay. I think you'll be okay. You don't want it to, you don't want it to freeze. You don't want it to be in a frost. That's for sure. But yeah, bring it in. 
because you want that Christmas cactus, um, obviously, to um, to bloom at Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a great plant. It's it's a it's a succulent, which means it doesn't take quite as much water as some plants, but it does like the sun. Um, semi, I've found it in, you know, kind of put it on a patio. It gets a little bit of shade. It's going to be just fine. But um, Christmas cactus is a fun plant, and you really don't want it to freeze. That's for sure, because um, you could lose it. So I w- I would say if you want to be really safe. If it gets into the 30s, bring it in the house for the day or the night, whatever, and then take it back outside. I think that's what I would do. All right. We are uh, going into the news right now. It's the Garden Line with the Pensacola Expert Panel News Radio 923-850-437-1620. We'll be back after this. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I joined the Navy to serve my country as a Navy SEAL. While parachuting with my platoon, my parachute didn't open. I broke my neck. It left me paralyzed. Paralyzed Veterans of America was by my side from that moment on. Since 1946, Paralyzed Veterans of America has kept a promise to our wounded veterans. We will never leave a fallen comrade behind. Thanks to PVA, paralyzed veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments. The benefits they've earned, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for them. To learn more, go to pva.org today. We lack. Keeping you connected to Northwest Florida and the world when you need to know. News Radio 923. You're listening to Pep Talk on News Radio Pensacola. Text in the show at 850 437 1620. I get Radio 92.3, the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins, 850-437-1620. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. What do you say, Fred? My question. Hey, Mike. My question, uh, I have uh, low spots in my yard, which is both St. Augustine and Georgia grass. How much fuel can I put in at one time without killing the grass? Repeat the question. I've got. Okay, I, 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 had, I, got I had a little. I had a little earphone problem. Repeat the question. Okay, I have low spots in my yard. Yeah. and I want to put some field dirt in there without killing the grass. How much can I put in? Good question. That's a good question. Um, number one, I don't really like. Well, there's some folks that will in the springtime get a dump truck full of dirt and do that over their whole yard. I don't think that does any good. I think the only reason you would put soil on your yard like that would be, Fred, just like what you've got. You've got a low spot, kind of an undulation, and you want to kind of even it up. 
I think you need to do it um, one in stages. I want that grass, okay. the grass is there to be poking through that sand that you put on there. And sand is the key. You don't want to put any mulch or um, dark, you know, dark sand, if you will. Um, use good white builder sand is a great thing to use. Put that on there, but have that grass poking through. So you're going to kind of come up gradually, depending on how deep the, um, the, the hole is, if you will. So, yes, you can do it. But I will tell you right now, I don't think I would do it now. I think um, you're not going to get a lot of growth out of that grass here coming into um, November. I think I would almost wait until spring to go through that exercise to kind of get that level up because I just don't think it's going to do that much good. And it might just do some harm sitting there all winter long with no grass coming through it. So that, that would be my suggestion. But you're on the right track. That's exactly what to do. Just be sure you use that white sand don't don't get anything off the beach now. Don't do that. But um, the white sand versus um, any kind of potting soil, if you will, that type of thing. And then I think I would wait till spring. Very good. Thank you. Hey, Fred, thanks for calling, man. Stay in touch with us. Thank you. News Radio 92.3, the Pensacola Expert Panel, The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins, 850-437-1620. Mike, <clears throat> what are the tall bushes I'm seeing with yellow daisy-like flowers? This is a text. You know, I'm not sure. I, I know Jan read that to me a minute ago, and I'm not sure. Um, I was thinking, and I, let me tell you, this is a real reach here, too. This is, I have a neighbor who grows some gorgeous gladiolas, tall. They're, they're tall. They're probably just point five to six feet tall, and they're yellow. So they've got the yellow blossoms kind of on the top and on the side. Um, I don't think that's what the texture is talking about, but that's the only thing that comes to mind. This is a great time to call on our audience to see if they have some ideas about what, um, what this is. Um, I would like to know how tall the plant is, um, but I really can't come up with it with the yellow flowers this time of year, um, you know, you always have forsythia and you have things like that, but this is the wrong time of year for some of that. So um, those listening, if you have an opportunity, um, give us your ideas on what this tall plant with the yellow flowers might be so we can help this um, person who's texting us identify it. That'd be great. I live in Beulah area. Should I cover my citrus trees during this cold snap? They're about four feet tall, and that's from Carolyn and yeah, Carolyn, I think you're fine right now. I don't think um, um, in Beulah you may may get into the high 30s. I don't think so. I think you're going to be in probably around 40. I think you're going to be fine. However, however, um, watch things closely because we all need to work on our um, strategies with our citrus. Because if you remember, obviously we all remember. We know who could forget last year with the cold that just did a number on our citrus um we it just knocked them back and here on the garden line we kept saying don't prune them don't prune them don't prune them and a matter of fact the literature now is saying looking back on that 19 degree that you probably shouldn't have pruned your citrus for four months after after that cold but you've got to protect it and of course Covering it is what you probably need to do, unless it's in a container. If it's in a container, you pick it up, put it in the garage, then take it out after the cold spill. If it's in the ground, um, we need to cover it. And, of course, 
covering plants in the freeze, you got to be careful. Um, don't use plastic, in my opinion. Um, use sheets and blankets. Um, and whatever you put on there, as soon as the cold weather is over, take it off. Because, for example, if you cover a citrus plant and leave it on there, and the next day, you know how it is in Pensacola, it can freeze at night, and you can be 70 degrees in the day. Um, it'll act like a greenhouse, and it'll literally burn that plant. You don't want to do that. So be careful. But I think you're okay tonight. Um, but Keep an eye on the weather because we're getting into that season where we've got to really, really be careful. We have an answer. Oh, good. What is it? To our our yellow that look like they're daisy-looking things. I bet it came from Catherine. No, it's not. This is from someone. They did did not give us a name. Whoever. Thank you very much. Cassia. C-A-S-I-A. Cassia. Okay. Yes. 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 Cassia. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Aren't they just the, kinda, they're the best, the yeah, best. Cassius, Cassius, exactly. The absolute best. Yeah. News Radio 92.3, the Pensacola Expert Panel, Mike Wiggins, and the Garden Line, 850-437-1620. Okay, we have a question. The fill dirt situation, and you reiterated why white clean builder sand. Yes. So why is sand the best option down here on the Gulf Coast area? Well, I think it's, it's, it's good because, one, um, it doesn't get... Well, it doesn't hold moisture that much. It'll it'll drain through it. You put a God, you think some of your potting soils are, are, are very kind of mucky. Is that's a word I'll use. It's not very scientific, but that's what it is. I think you're going to get good drainage through that sand, and it's going to gradually you know raise your levels. But I think that's exactly what I would use. You don't want to use something that's going to hold moisture because I think if you do that, you're going to have some possibly disease problems, and um, it's just in the, the best way to do it. Okay, because they're, they're saying they're from Georgia. They never used any type of sand to fill in their yards. They used a yeah. topsoil blend for right. filling in right. those Right, and I, I, I think maybe in Georgia that's okay. Um, in Georgia, you've got different soils. Here we've got nothing but sand already, nothing but sand, especially if you live in Gulf Breeze or um, in the southern part of the county. In Georgia, you've got red clay. So you probably do address it a little bit different. And you may have had a different type of grass other than St. Augustine, Centipede, and Zoysia up, up in you know, some of your bluegrasses or fescues or that type of thing. You may handle those differently. But down here, um, the white sand is the way to go. Bridget, good morning. You're on Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Hi, I know where your yellow daisies are. Okay, what are they? I have some in my yard. Uh, mine are about 10 to 12 feet long or tall. Um, my mother-in-law was a master gardener called them Siberian daisies. And since moving from Atlanta down to here, the people around here call them swamp daisies. Oh, okay. I hear you. That's really um, another option we have on the yellow flowers. Um, we had a caller call a minute ago and reminded us that um, cassia is a great plant for our area. It does have the yellow flowers on it this time of year. But yours are daisies. You're the, you're, you've got the swamp daisies, if you will. Yes, yes exactly. That's, yes. that's another great answer. Yes. Uh, exactly. That, that's great. Um, how do you find the gardening down here? They love it. Um, as opposed to Atlanta. Oh, well. Or Georgia. It, the, the, the soil is wonderful. I, don't, I have to do very, very little to amend it. Um, we're 
building a house, actually, and when they took up all that topsoil, we had them put it in a huge pile. Yes. And people come by and try to buy it. There you go. Every day. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, down, it's so different down here with our sandy soil. It, it really is. And um, it's, it's nice, but you're so right. you hit it right on the head. You've got to amend your soil. If you're planting a plant, Canadian sphagnum peat moss is good. However, if you're growing St. Augustine grass or zoysia grass, you don't have to amend it at all. You can just put it right on our sand, and it'll grow fine. A little lime is good, limestone, but um, you don't need any extra topsoil to grow soil, grass down here. So it's different, but um, we, yeah. all, we all love it down yeah. here. So th- thank you so much for oh, calling. Yes. All right. Thank you, Bridget. Thank Thanks, you so Bridget. much. Thanks, Bridget. Great you call. Wel- you are welcome. Have a great day. Same thank to you. you. Trick or treat, Great Bridget. Show. News Radio 92.3, the Pensacola Expert Panel, The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins, 850-437-1620. We'll be back right after this. Look beautiful with Long Needle Pine Straw from Lucky's Pine Straw. Stop breaking your back and let the specialists at Lucky's do all the heavy lifting and let them deliver and install professionally. Professional landscapers and the do-it-yourselfers choose Lucky's because they know they will always get fresh pine straw by the bell or roll every time. Even red rolls. Stop mulching around and make the pine choice with Lucky's Pine Straw. You can find them on Davis Highway just down from Bailey's Market and find them on Facebook. Looking for an adventure this spooky season? Check out Go Retro's Ghost and Graveyard Tour or Go Retro's Haunted House Investigation. Both are chilling! <laughs> the bus ride takes you to some of the most haunted places downtown. The Haunted House Investigation actually takes you inside a Victorian home with paranormal detection gear. Go Retro is the place this Halloween season. Book online at goretro.us or call 850-566-5220. Deep climbing. Picked off! He brought it down with one hand! Got it. Goes down! Sack! This is your home for FSU football. Watch in deep downfield. Oh, touchdown! FSU! Rolling to his left, they're going to throw. End zone! Picked off! Game over! Catch live coverage of the Seminoles all season long, right here on your home for Florida State football. Listen to FSU football on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Brought to you by Pensacola Hardware. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings 5 till 9 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. News Radio 92.3, the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Dan Casey. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins, 850-437-1620. Good morning, Pat. Good morning. Morning, Pat. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Trick or treat. <laughs> He's well, all thanks. about the trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to be moving back to West Virginia at the end of the month of November. And I want to take my day lilies with me. I just need to know when I should plant them since, you know, 
temperature and soil and everything is different. It is. I'm I'm not sure exactly how they're going to do in West Virginia, but I assume you're going to dig them up here, put them in a pot, and take them with you. Yeah. Yeah. That that's fun. That would yes. be good to try. I to be totally safe, I would put them in a pot, probably a bigger pot than you might normally use, and I would wait till spring to plant them in West Virginia. That's about the total extent of my knowledge about West Virginia gardening. But I think just, just, just you know, that, that would give them a chance at least, you know, to get established up there, yeah. to grow during the summer, and then see what the winter brings. Um, I would think in West Virginia you have a lot of different climates there insofar as cold weather is concerned. Oh, yeah, it gets very cold there. It, it does get very cold. So I'm not sure exactly how they're going to work. But, um, you know, it's fun to try. So, yeah, put them in a, a little bigger pot. Use some good potting soil. Well, be sure you've got some drainage. And um, when you get them up there, kind of keep them in the garage. Or if you have a little greenhouse, it would be nice. And then plant them, say, up there, I would say plant them in, in May. I think that would be a good month to do it. Okay. All righty. Well, we, I, hope we're, I, hope, I hope we're not le- losing you to West Virginia. We need you here in Pensacola. I know, but my sister really bad, and she's going downhill. I understand. So I want to. Well, I understand. Get down here thirty-eight years, and it's time that I head back up there and be with them for a while. I totally understand, and we wish you well, and we really appreciate you listening to us. We really do. Be safe. I shall, and thank you so much. I listen to you every week. Oh, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. So, thank you, Pat. Uh, thank you, Jan. All right. Bye. News Radio 92.3, the Pensacola Expert Panel, The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins, 850-437-1620. We got a text. Mike, we listen to you. I love it very much. Thank I've you. learned thank a you. lot from you. My husband passed away two years ago, and I'm trying right. to take his place with the gardening. I bought wildflower seeds from American Meadows last year and planted them in a corner of the backyard, and they did beautifully. They were so pretty, different colors and different types. I just planted more in two pots in my front yard. Thanks so much. That is great. Good. That's, that's you know. And thank you I'm for so listening. Glad that worked for you. And really, thank you for listening and, and taking over the the work in the yard. Um, it's not easy. There's a lot lot to do out there, but um, I, I wish you well. And um, thanks for the um, information about American Meadows. Um, keep in mind, um, I think sometime you may have to do a second seeding in the second year, even the third year, the fourth year, because depending on how cold it gets, you might, all of them might not survive. But I'm glad it was a success, and keep it up. Thanks for listening. And she did the right thing, taking your advice as well as, like, planting in the corner of the backyard, not to try to use it as front. It's not to be planting in your front yard. Yeah. It should be something in the back or on the sides, you know. A lot of people have, you know, a, a big lot and maybe an empty lot next to them. Um, yeah, plant them in a natural area. Because remember remember how what we talked about, the guy told me about his daffodils, planting them in the natural area in his yard? How he buys a bunch of daffodils. And throws them. And he gets them, he throws them over his shoulder, <laughs> and he plants them wherever they land. Yeah, I always thought that was kind of cool. That's the kind of gardening that's, I do, that's Mike. Kind of natural gardening, exactly. <laughs> Take, use that space. Use that space for wildflowers or daffodils or whatever. Okay, Greg is texting in, and he says, how do you feel about winter ryegrass? Well, I have, uh, I have 
mixed emotions about winter ryegrass. The um, positives are it's great. It's green. It gives you a green lawn all winter long. It's, it's really good. The negatives are, one, you've got to mow it. A lot of us kind of put our lawnmower up for the yeah. winter. Um, number two, one thing that is said about ryegrass that I don't believe, and a lot of the experts agree with me, that they say, oh, you put ryegrass out, that's going to stunt the growth of your centipede or St. Augustine grass. In my opinion, not so. I think when it goes next spring, when it starts to go downhill and just goes away because the heat gets to it, it will actually add some nutrients to your lawn. It actually is a positive versus a, a negative. But I think it's great. And I told you about, Jan, I think last time we talked about ryegrass, about the um, guy in our neighborhood a couple of years ago used to write Merry Christmas and Happy New Year in his lawn with ryegrass. So he had his lawn, which was dormant, mm-hmm. and he had that green lettering in his yard, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I always thought that was cool. It stopped traffic. I mean, it did stop traffic. People would go, stop their cars and say, look oh, at that. Man. It was just kind of cool. It that really is was. cool. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins on News Radio 92.3, the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jan Casey. We'll be back right after these messages. Finding a landscaper that will actually call you back? Check! Finding one that offers high-end designs complemented with 3D walkthrough designs and 2D renderings? Check! Finding a great landscaper that can also execute beautiful landscape and hardscape designs? Check! Finding one that knows how to erect outdoor pergolas, fences, patios, and kitchens? Check! Finding the right landscaper that also offers irrigation services? Check! Hi, this is Lindsay with Blue Sky Landscapes. Call us today for a free quote and check out our work at blueskypensacola.com. I'm Claire Stewart with the University of West Florida. The UWF Historic Trust is hosting the third annual Bootleg Ball event on Friday, January 12, 2024. Join Wendy Davis on the Pensacola Expert Panel and learn how to support the Historic Trust while having a roaring good time. Tune in this Thursday at 9 a.m. to learn more about the Bootleg Ball. That's this Thursday on the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Hurricane season is here. Millions of people live in hurricane evacuation zones in Florida. This means that if an evacuation needs to happen, a lot of people need to get on the road. But if you're halfway full, you're halfway there. Keeping your gas tank at least half full during hurricane season ensures you won't have to wait in long lines to get gas when it's time to go. And you don't have to travel hundreds of miles. A half a tank of gas can easily get you to a safe location that's tens of miles away. For more tips, visit halfwayfullhalfwaydare.com. This message is sponsored by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Never miss a breaking news story or important weather update again. Download the News Radio Pensacola app and opt in for push notifications. News Radio 923, the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins, 850-437-1620. Got a few more minutes left this morning with Mike. And of course, you know, 
He's going to say trick or treat. He is yeah, all about that I'm candy. All about it. It'll be fun and, we, and we started. He's like, Well, I buy the candy I like. And I said, Well, I hope it's a good candy because I, I don't want a mint or a butterscotch in my trick or treat bag. And we had a, someone texting and said, Well, she buys the like the mid sized Butterfingers oh, for okay. the older kids, you know, not just. And I thought that that's is that's really good. cool. That is cool. Really cool. Yeah. Do you remember the chicken sticks or chick sticks or. Well, no. you did chick sticks? Chicken sticks. Don't know that. No. It had nothing to do with chicken, but they were kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> like never mind, Jen. Okay, some final thoughts from you today on gardening. Yeah, just real quick. I um, I had a friend of mine um, send me a text of his first sasanqua of the season. It was gorgeous, um, which is a type of camellia. We're going to talk about that next week a lot. But um, anyway, um, beautiful picture. So tis the season for them. Um, Sanquas and camellias, and we're going to have our big show um, probably in the latter part of November with some um, skip and buzz coming in. So it'll be fun. The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins.